Hello, my name is David Turner and this is another Lunar Poetry Short. Today I'm joined by the wonderful host of the monthly Music and Poetry Night Union, Kyla Menenti. Hello Kyla. Hello. Hello. Um, yeah, we're just in Putney in Kyla's living room. So it's going to sound really relaxed and casual. So relaxed. Just really relaxed. And, a few and stuff. glasses of wine down. Yeah, this is the first podcast I've done with a drink. I'm not drunk, but I have a drink. That's all I mean. Um, first of all, we're going to start talking about your night, Union. Mm-hmm. And uh, how did you get involved with Union? Um, I, I'd i been going to poetry nights for a couple of years, I guess. And um, at the time, I kind of didn't have a job. I'd been made redundant and I was working a bit, but I was working from home and I had a lot of time to think. Um, and I just kind of had this idea, I think as I was going to sleep. You know how you have ideas when you're going to sleep and they seem like the best idea in I the world? I don't have any ideas. Okay. Yeah, I make well, a point of it. For those of us that sometimes have ideas, um, sometimes get them when you're going to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and you think, oh, this is excellent, it's the best idea ever. And then you wake up and you think, oh, it's rubbish. But actually, I woke up and I was like, nope, it's still a really great idea. I should, I should run a poetry night. I should do something at the Half Moon, which is a venue I know really, really well and it's really close to my heart and they don't do anything like that and as far as I know there's nothing like that around this area it would just be really great to bring poetry to this part of London um, and to people that maybe don't really think they would necessarily enjoy poetry uh, which is why we mix it with music as well. Yeah, I was going to say so you, you realise that poetry events can't sustain themselves on their own so you have to add music to, to attract the punters. It's, right? it's, <laughs> it's not that I thought poetry nights can't sustain themselves um, or maybe maybe it is kind of maybe maybe having the music there is kind of like um an insurance maybe i was worried about just launching a poetry night especially in a well-known music venue um i don't know i think it kind of makes sense most of my friends really love music really love going to gigs but wouldn't necessarily think they would enjoy a poetry night and so i was kind of just going off what i knew the people that were closest to me and I kind of, yeah, I made it for people like that. Yeah, I suppose it it does make sense in context of the venue as well because the the Half Moon is such a famous... Yeah, it's uh, iconic. Venue. Yeah, yeah it's, it's really iconic. And people that play there, they people go back a lot because the sound is amazing and, you know, there are a lot of music venues popping up that are just kind of corporate, horrible places um and so somewhere like the half moon that has a lot of heart and history is really special i think yeah because actually when i came back to when i came to union for the first time i hadn't been to the half moon for like 10 years or something and they it's all been painted in the bar it looks yeah. quite fancy now but they haven't changed the the back room um they have much. they have changed it a bit like they've put i don't want to go but into the details they've put a few stuff, like they put a new floor down and stuff but like what that I mean is it still feels like a proper music oh venue. yeah like the stage is still yeah, yeah, the stage yeah. like they haven't moved anything around you know it's still it's still very much the half moon yeah mm. um it must be quite difficult at times to keep the night going as you know especially with the, the spoken word side side of it i mean what drives you to persevere with it um, I think, yeah, it is hard. And there were times, uh, there were a couple of occasions during the first year where we cancelled uh, because it was there, there were issues like with booking people or people pulled out um, and we felt like we weren't on top of it. But 
now I'm kind of I'm kind of used to it. I'm in the rhythm of doing the bookings and everything. And I guess what pushes me to keep it going is the fact that it's sort of um, my responsibility, and I don't want to let myself down. And I I don't necessarily think that anyone would care if I did cancel it, but I sort of I want to believe that they could. Um, because you know that makes that makes it something it's, worthwhile. So it's more your commitment to the to the night rather than any. You don't feel any real obligation to the spoken word scene as such. No, no. It's just rather that you, yeah. now you've started it, you want to keep it going. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's my thing. Yeah, yeah. That's fair enough. I think people will relate to that. Yeah. Uh, so just a bit of background for the listeners. Now you don't read poetry over mics like no. most of my guests do on these podcasts um, I thought it'd be interesting to have a chat with someone that runs a regular night and quite a well known night as well and uh, yeah so this is also going to mean that Kyla isn't going to read any poetry on the podcast I'm sorry sorry I don't <laughs> mind um, as everyone knows I fucking hate poetry anyway so oh yeah this, this is going to be the better, all the better for it um, or without it uh, so this might be quite a short podcast, but I hope it'd be interesting. Anyway, so as I th- you're the only non-poet that I know, or sorry, non-open mic attending poet that I know yeah. that runs a night. So why, why would you do that? Um, because when I started going to poetry nights in London, I didn't I didn't know what to expect and. Um, I can't even remember what I thought it was going to be like, but you just realise that it's this whole kind of... It's this whole world, and there are communities within it, and, um, you know, you get a really weird mix of people, um, and and it's an opportunity to be really open as well, and you'd get people... I started by going to... um, Poetry Unplugged at the Poetry Cafe, which I think is an obvious yeah, place for does. people, yeah, yeah. you know, when you don't know where you're going to go, you, you go to the Poetry Cafe. Yeah, hello, um, Niall. Yeah, and like, and you sit there and you realise, oh, loads of these people know each other, okay, yeah. and you sort of like feel like a bit of a tourist, and then, and I don't know, you just real, and then there's, there'll be like the bloke that um, tries to come when he can make it from work, and like, you know, loads of his poems are about just sitting in the office really late at night, and it's like, my God, you're just like this like desk bound guy, but you've got this amazing creative side, and you come to this night with these people who are completely different to you, and some are students, and some are unemployed, and some are like a bazillion years old or whatever, and it's just so great, and it's it's awesome, and and you want to be a part of that, and you want to further that and you want to share it with other people um so yeah that's why um, my next question is really just to highlight the reality of running a night and not to catch you out in any way but i was just wondering what your sort of hit ratio is when you when it comes to booking the poets that you want each month mm. compared to with actually just having to fill the slots uh it sort of depends it depends how organised I'm feeling at the time. If I'm booking really far ahead, then maybe I'll think a bit more about who I'm booking. Yeah, if I'm honest, it's kind of... You, you never really know how it's going to go. Sometimes, you, sometimes you're panicking and you book people at the last minute and you're not sure if they're going to be right. Um, sometimes you book people at the last minute and they're really, really awesome. Mm. Um, 
and sometimes there are people you just really really want to get there and you work really hard to get them there because you know they're going to be great you just it's it's a mixture it's a mixture of kind well, you, you of only all asked, sorts when i featured you asked me like two days before and that yeah. was obviously amazing so that worked out really well huh? well i mean that was one of those times when i just kind of looked back and really regretted it i'm not one of these people that has a lot of regrets but i kind of thought well you know kyla now you know <laughs> be more organized be prepared otherwise you're going to get david turner on your stage doing a freaking monologue won't, down the won't, telephone won't be burned again no? <laughs> No, because I think it's interesting. I think a lot of people would assume that a lot of this stuff is planned well in advance, but I think it's it's pretty organic with a lot of nights, I think. Yeah, like our, our night, yeah. For instance, with Silence Found the Tongue, we, quite often we're still bo- just booking people a week before yeah. the event. But, that, but I think that's what's so great, because that, you know... That that's when you might get something really rubbish or you might get something awesome and it's kind of, it keeps you on your toes and it's that's how it should be, you know. No one really knows what they're doing in life. God, everyone kind of just, like, wings it. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, so your day job is as a journalist, right? Yeah. And uh, so along with that and your... Obvious commitment to spoken word. I think you should be recognised in some way. Maybe <laughs> Get some kind of medal some, from some the sort Queen. Of medal from, no, from um, I think from Niall O'Sullivan. Actually. Oh my yeah, God! Yeah. Wow, I don't think Niall's even aware of me, so that would be quite special. Um, yeah, it doesn't have to be his aides. We'll tell him about you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you from Putney, and uh, right. Um, yeah. So uh, the combination of these two things has led me to ask you to guest host on yes. a really shorter podcast, which yeah. I'm really excited to happen. Yeah. Um, so this chat is also to introduce you to the three or four regular listeners <laughs> that I have to this podcast. Um, two of them are related to them. Hiya. <laughs> yeah, hello. <laughs> they I can't have... see you waving, just so you know. Oh, no, no, because I have this really um, awkward habit of going, and like I will tell the listeners I'm now pointing down like, okay and what i mean is i'm that's the description under the youtube video like, right that's what that means okay but, yeah. okay that is... i was waving at the mic then you're right there yeah so why would you want to get involved with such a thankless task uh with doing the podcasts yeah uh because i in my previous job um i did a lot of interviewing celebrities and whatnot and um i love interviewing people I think everyone is really interesting everyone um and I kind of missed that um so yeah as an opportunity this is like me getting to carry on talking to people learning about them um kind of pushing the edges and you know seeing what seeing what happens and I think it's just fascinating and if anyone else finds it interesting you know that's a bonus and I asked you initially to stick to the regular format that we have, um, but I just wondered if you had any thoughts on how you'd like these podcasts to develop. I think, um, I think, <laughs> since Apart from you've having asked, your name all over them. <laughs> um, I think that since you're here tonight, and like you said, this is the first time 
you've been drinking when you're doing an interview and um, it's quite a chilled night. You've come over. I said I have a drink. I didn't say I've been drinking. <laughs> well, I, I, I saw you knocking a few back. You brought a hip flask with you. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, you came over. We made some food. We had a meal. You know, I think I know that when you go and interview people for the podcast, you go to their place because often they live kind of out of London and I'm sure they give you like a cup of tea or whatever from the sounds of it. But um, I've given you foods and what I'm thinking is, you know, food is really important. I'm kind of hoping that whoever I interview, I'll go around theirs and they'll give me (laughs) some food and I'll kind of... Part part of my assessment of them during the interview will be how good they are as a host through their food that they offer me. Great British poet off or something like some sort of. Ba- I mean, they got a. I think that sounds really you're gimmicky. To the next round. I think that's really gimmicky. What you need to think is, for me, you know, I grew up. My dad's Italian. Food is just a really important part of life, and in Italy they mix food with art regularly. You know, it's that it's all just part of life. It just they flow into each other. So, eating with someone and eating what someone chooses to give you, you know, it's a way of getting to know them in the same way that interviewing them for a podcast is. So it would just be another way of getting to know them, and we'll bond through the food. So as long as they don't give me shaped potato or party rings, I'm fine. Yes, no shaped potato <laughs> for. Kyla. So that's so that's my kind of direction with the podcast. Oh, true, yeah, yeah. Um, and if you had more time than is allowed, then I'm allowing you in these short podcasts, uh-huh. which is like fifteen or twenty minutes. Are there any particular topics that you'd like to see discussed more? Um, I think the great thing about longer interviews is that there's more space to chat so you're not just constrained by the questions you've got there and you need to kind of bash them out so I think with a longer one there isn't anything specific that I'd be going for but I would hope that it would end up just being a sort of more organic conversation and through that you'll kind of learn little things that you wouldn't even have thought to ask or someone wouldn't even have thought to say like in interesting kind of bits of context that just really round out the interview I'd just like it to be more kind of natural if it was longer like a chat you know but about poetry oh god <laughs> you're sex and food <laughs> oh <laughs> I'll get my car oh, now I live yeah, here yeah yeah. <laughs> um, yeah just to finish off are there uh, any recommendations you've got for listeners that people to watch or check out things to go and see um what like poets and it doesn't have to be um i mean it's it's hard because i don't know the people that listen to this i don't know what they already know and i wouldn't want to kind of be patronizing and say oh, i'm not patronizing it's fine if, I don't if they listen to this they deserve it but you know it's yeah but then there were just really obvious people that i would say you should go and see so there's no point kind of go going through all of that like i guess someone that i'm kind of watching at the moment um, and who I think will be interesting. It'll be interesting to see where she is in a year's time is Becky Moses. Um, she hasn't been performing for very long. I think she's only been doing poetry for like a year. Um, but I think she's really promising, and I think that in a year's time she could be doing really, really cool stuff. So that's one that probably everyone <laughs> already knows about anyway. I don't know but who she is. So well, that's no. that's... Yeah, my tip. Thanks for that, Kyla. That's all right, David. That's um, everything.
that's all. Um, yeah, so there will be under the YouTube, which I'm pointing down again, um, under the video, there will be links to the night that Kyla runs, Union, at the Half Moon pub in Putney. Cool. And links to... Have you got anything you want, like blogs, anything you want to talk about? If not, we'll just put links under... No. No. Just union like, would be great. Just the union thing, isn't it? Point people to union, get people down in southwest London for some poetry, make oh, it a cool place again. Christ. Everyone that. thinks it's the end of the world and Please they can't get can't there, but it's get, not that you far. Get home? How'd you get home? Oh, you just get home. How do you, the same way you get there? The same way anyone gets anywhere in London. No, um, transport links are irreversible in southwest London. That's you absolutely just... ridiculous. They can stay at mine. We've got a spare room. My house will be like, oh, uh, no. <laughs> Um, thank you, Kyla. Thank you. It was lovely chatting. You too. Thanks for the gnocchi. That's all right. They were delicious. They were, all of them. Um, yes, that was Kyla Menenti. I'm David Turner. This was a Lunar Poetry Short. You go.